video of the video. I mean, honestly, I was okay with the meeting running long because I, by the, the last ten or fifteen minutes, I was just eating my salad for lunch. It was a nice salad. It was uh, just some lettuce, some cucumbers, some avocado, some chicken. You have any dressing on that salad? Yeah, yeah, a little Italian dressing, Italian. not the creamy one, the regular mm-hmm. one, and Got then uh, you know a little little Parmesan cheese, and then uh, so you know you guys could talk. I didn't care at that point. I was just eating, and then. But the, the thing with the, hey, do we have LeBron sound? Like, first of all, to Chris's point, we are the flagship station of your Los Angeles Lakers. No, yours. So, your Los Angeles Lakers. Not mine. Not right now. Yeah. Well, yours as in, like, the audience. Um, and so, of course, we'd have. And my thing was I wrote, no, no one else has played that sound all day today. <laughs> and and it was about, you asked about Vogel and LeBron. And I'm like. What do you think? Like, Travis and Sliwa and Mason and Momo haven't played sound today? Like, of course we have the most important sound. And then the the, the Chris thing, nailed it. He nailed it. What were you trying to do taking a video <laughs> of a video <laughs> on your computer screen of LeBron talking about Russell Westbrook? Like, yeah. what, was, what was going through your mind <laughs> as you were doing that? videotaping it and then forget about because it's one thing to videotape it okay yourself and then you have to then process that in your brain and say i'm gonna send it to them in this group text and then there's so there's a second synapsis that has to fire in your brain that says yeah this is the right idea is to send it to them um like what went through your brain to send the video of a video well you what you don't even realize is this george is as i was shooting the video of the video so that I could send the video of the video. Right. I realized that I had my headphones plugged in to the computer. Right, so we couldn't hear the sound anyway. Right, but then if you'll notice on the video, like the video goes crooked, and yeah. that's when I actually stuck the headphones on the phone yeah. so that you could hear what was coming out of the headphones to go yeah. into the phone. You tilted so that the I could phone. Then send the yes. video of yeah. the video. Yeah. Right. The, it was all of a sudden it was LeBron, and then you were going to click the play button on your computer screen right. of this right. video that you're yeah. taking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the video tilts, like flips, right. because something was happening. I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe you dropped it or somebody was texting you or something like that. I didn't think about that. But yeah, like, I was like, first of all, you know how much easier this is? If you really wanted to send us a video of a video, yeah. you know you could do that on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had the video on my computer, and so I wanted to... Okay, let me ask you a quick question. ...video of the do video. You, do, you have, uh, do you have a Mac yeah. computer? Yeah, I do. You know that... Okay, do you have iMessage on your Mac computer? Um, I must, but I don't use it. Okay, because that's really easy to do. Like, if you have iMessage, your text messages go there. So you could have literally just sent us the link and said, do we have this? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that all sounds easy and good. And and if it were a normal person, it would probably be both of those things, easy and good. But remember but who we're not talking a about here. Person. Right, precisely. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Thank well, you, Lindsay Baseball. Let me ask Thank you a question. You. you are the least tech-savvy person for someone who owns a tech startup. This is true, um, but thankfully, my job with a tech startup is to like raise money and you know just kind of create relationships. Thankfully, I got 
smart software designers around me. And when they start geeking out on the software, I'm like, guys, please don't waste my time. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't really care. You know, just get it done. I'm, I'm one of those kinds of guys. Yeah, George. I mean, I'm a listen, get it done if, guy. If, if my 82 year old mother sent me like took her phone, her iPhone mm-hmm. and yeah. took a video of like a video on something on her iPad, I'd yeah. be like, ah, she's 82 years old. Like, what the right. hell? She doesn't know. Yeah. You're 50 years old or whatever the hell you are. Like, you're not that old. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing, okay? Everybody's talking about what we want to play from after the game. And I will will say one thing first and foremost, which is And by the way, we have all that audio, as I mentioned. Like, what what made you think that we wouldn't have the audio? No, it's not that I didn't think we would have it. I just wanted to make sure that we had a specific soundbite. And the thing is, is I was waiting after the game last night. Right. Because usually when the game ends, right, yeah. I'm kind of done. I don't I don't necessarily need to stick around for the post-game show. If I'm, if oh, I see, have the nothing... post-game show is the best part. Is, well, I mean, no offense, especially when they lose. Like, James Worthy. I mean, James Worthy and Robert Ory and Geeter, uh, love all of them. I mean, they looked like someone stole their puppy yesterday. Oh, like my after God. The, I mean, the when, when they I, I literally said to myself, don't get done and go to bed. Let's stick around for the postgame show and see how much this loss. Because really, the way the Lakers beat Utah on Monday night when fewer of us were paying attention because of the Rams game, that was the win of the year. To follow it up with what is probably, and there have been a lot of really bad losses, But to lose to a team that hadn't won on the road since mid-November, to lose to a team whose road record going into the game last night was like 4-17, and when this game was over, I was like, I better stick around for the post-game show. And when the post-game show started on Spectrum, I wasn't listening to the radio. You'll have to excuse me, Slee. When I was was watching, James Worthy was like laying on the desk. Yeah, yeah, his his forehead was on the desk, yes. He he couldn't take it anymore. It's like... The roller coaster ride of good win, horrendous loss, try and figure it out, ask the same questions. When's the coach getting fired? Why is it this guy's fault? How come you can't play together? When's AD getting back? I was like, I got to watch the postgame show. So this one quote from LeBron James, it, it qu- caught me not only so much because of what he said, but because during the questioning, he's not paying attention. He's like putting on jewelry. He's like trying to clip in bracelets, you know, and he's wearing this really bright pink Rams hat, which I thought was dope AF, and I'd like to get one. But then when LeBron says something to the effect of, yo, I'm not in the business of talking about this kind of stuff or trying to figure this stuff out. Okay, wait, wait. Didn't you want the sound? Why don't we just hear him talk about it then? Oh, all right. Let's go ahead and play it then. That would be great. Listen, I'm not in in that business of of, uh, pointing fingers or or pointing blame or trying to – put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's uh someone's commentator of what they feel you know our coaching staff or, or frank is or where russ is or where i'm at or 80 um if it's not positive for me I, i'm cool it's not it's not my it's not my lane i'm not i'm not a negative person so, so if you got something you know if you, if you got something to ask me besides trying to show somebody i ask those I don't know who the reporter is, George, but the reporter goes, because when, when LeBron says, you know, I'm I think not it was Bill Orem. 
Well, he's like, hold on. LeBron's like, wait, listen, you guys want to be negative and everything? I'm not in the business of negativity. I'm all about positivity. Yeah, we heard that, yes. Yeah, I actually sent LeBron a tweet last night. No way. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. What, you don't think he got it? (sighs) Go ahead. What did you write, LeBron? Here's what I wrote, LeBron. When the game was over, I wrote LeBron a tweet, and I said, LeBron, please hurry up and get to the post-game press conference. Don't leave the arena. Don't decide you don't want to talk because what you say might not come out right. Please, LeBron, get to the post-game press conference. I'm not saying, George, for sure that I was the inspiration for LeBron showing up at the post-game press conference. Do you think that had any impact? No, no. I'm pretty sure he was going to speak to the media. Oh, okay, because, you know, he walked away you know, a couple of games ago. He's like, I'm not right. talking. I mean, that doesn't happen very often with him, to be frank with you, over his like the entirety of his career, let alone for the Lakers. Yeah, so. wanted to make sure that he was there because yeah. I was waiting for something like this, you know, where LeBron's telling us, I'm not in that business. What business are you in? Um, he's not in the business of running one of his teammates under the bus. Or, de- okay. or, or wanting to decide the coach's fate in public. Ah, in public. Well, I don't know if he's deciding the coach's fate behind the scenes either, to be frank with you. I would imagine he has input. Of course he does, because he has input on everything. But let me ask you this. Do you think LeBron wants the blood on his hands? Of Frank Vogel being fired? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Then there's your answer. Then that's why he would say it the way he just said it. Yeah, but, you know, you said it before. You know, he's involved in every decision. He is. And and therein lies what I think is ultimately because of where we are today. Now, look, if you think the job is done and that LeBron did deliver a championship, and if, if the job is done at that point, then that's fine. But I thought we were talking about multiple championships. Okay, but what does that have to do with yesterday? I don't understand. Like, what does that have to do with him – and, like, talking about Russ and Vogel, though. Well, now it's a bigger global issue, you see. And, and now it's about, I'm not in that business. Well, you are in the business of formulating a roster. You are in the business of the decisions of the franchise. Right, but, but let me ask you this. Okay, yeah. let, let's do it this way. Okay, let's just put the, like, the, let, let's reverse this and make it Tom Brady. Okay. okay? Tom Brady... I mean, let, let's be honest. He, th- the reason Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski were on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were because of Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was asked about Antonio Brown, um, I mean, he just pivoted to, you know, we just wish him well and hope he's okay and, you know, that he gets the help he needs. He didn't give you anything. But you didn't rip Tom Brady for ducking, you know, or, or sidestepping the question. No, actually, I thought what Tom Brady did was... You called it empathetic. Well, I thought it was kind of interesting because it, it made it seem like Antonio Brown's got major mental health-related problems, and Antonio Brown is now on a crusade to let the whole world know that's not the case. I don't have mental health-related issues. I, mean, I thought Tom Brady put a lot of doubt in our heads, like, you know, there's probably something wrong with Antonio Brown. Okay, but the point is you were you you weren't like critical of him sidestepping the actual question that was being asked. <laughs> Which was, yo man, what do you think of Antonio Brown? Just like and all that stuff that happened. And, you know, I, you got also, him here. Like and I also and, think I really feel like like but, where but, we no, are, but wait a second. No, no, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, like go ahead, that go ahead. that was it. somebody asked him a question very similarly. 
Like, and actually even more direct because they said the thing about, like, you know, he's here, he was here, you know, you vouched for him, he was here for you, what do you think of the way this has gone on and, like, what just happened? And, and he didn't answer the question that day. Like, he just gave a, like, thoughts and prayers with Antonio Brown, basically. And you you didn't rip him then or, like, question uh, why he brought Antonio Brown. Like, because you know why? Because they're not going to tell us that stuff uh, in public. Well, they're not. The, the, Nobody the other, would. The other part of it was is that, you know, he, he went and got Antonio Brown and vouched for Antonio Brown and then said, I'll babysit him. He can live with me. And then they went out and won a championship. Now, I had not really put the comparison together of LeBron versus Tom Brady, but in this particular instance, don't you feel like LeBron was the driving force between Russ and the Lakers? Like he was the guy that said, yeah, let's do it? Sure, just they like said, it was with Antonio Brown and Tom Brady. Right, and but it, it worked out for those two guys because they delivered a championship. Uh, okay, I mean, sure, they del I mean <laughs> – they delivered a championship. I don't know about they. Well, I mean, um, Antonio Brown was part. Antonio of the Brown team. was on the team, and they yeah. won a championship. Yes, like he was. He was pretty good player for them. Yeah, and I think um, he had. But a he wasn't good Antonio Bowl Brown, game. like who we saw with the Steelers. Like, he was not that guy. He was not, no. no. He wasn't. Okay, but LeBron has also already won a championship too. Like not with Russ, but he has won a championship. Right. He he has, and and this is what I'm getting at is that the Lakers decided when they went out and got LeBron that they weren't just signing a player. They were doing a business transaction. It was a merger of brands. And so LeBron was not going to be LeBron a player. LeBron was going to be part of the management of the franchise. And what he did well, was... Well, no, 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 no. See, I, I, I think that... The, see, I would, I would draw a, a serious distinction there. I don't think that he is... Having real input is not being manager. Okay, like that, those are two completely different discussions. I think what player empowerment in the NBA is, hey, we want a seat at the table. Just like Aaron Rodgers wants a seat at the table with uh, Steve Gutekunst or whatever the guy's name is uh, with, uh, with the GM of the Packers. Right, but um, they're not giving so, that to him. What's that? But they haven't given that to him. Correct. But that, that's what he's craving. I understand. That's what Brady got with the Bucks when bringing in Antonio Brown and bringing in Gronk and, and, and vouching for Leonard Fournette. And, you know, there were multiple guys that he vouched for to put on that roster. So, like, I, just because you want a seat at the table doesn't mean you want all the responsibility. I, I don't think those things are, are, are synonymous. Well, of course not. And you don't want the responsibility when it doesn't work out. When you're Tom Brady and it works out, you want some of the responsibility right. and you want but to take when, the credit. But when LeBron won a championship, and, you know, this isn't where I thought we were going to start today, but when LeBron won a championship, um, he didn't say, I won the championship, like, I got AD here. No, he said we. Uh, he always says we. Like, and, and except for, for, for when he said, I want my damn respect. That's what well, he said. That, when it comes to his individual accolades, sure, but when it came to who won the championship, like, we did it as an organization, the coaching staff, the front office, blah, 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 and then he added at the end, and then I want my damn respect. Don't. That's not the first thing that was out of his mouth. No, but, I mean, it's great to be a we person, and that's awesome, but what has happened is it's are, now Wait, there. are you trying to make LeBron out to be selfish? I'm just curious. No, I'm just saying that LeBron, last night, when he said this whole thing about I'm not in this particular business, what I kept hearing was, you know, I'm not in the business of making decisions when I really think LeBron is in the business of making decisions. And frankly, if you believe what I believe, which is that LeBron had a lot to do with why Russell Westbrook is here, then, you know, that's a decision that 
I think has to go on to LeBron. And if it's not LeBron and it is Rob Palenka, then let's stop talking about the firing, potential firing of Frank Vogel, and let's look upstairs. Okay, uh, I, I, still, I still don't think that you grasp the concept of just because he has a seat at the table means that he – at the end of the day, yeah, they, they did make a, a – I'm agreeing with you to an extent. When these two forces decided to align – there was a business decision being made here. And the concession was LeBron is going to have a seat at the table and that Clutch Sports um, is going to have a seat at the table. Um, it doesn't mean that at the end of the day they get everything they want. And I can tell you with a 1,000%, not just 100%, a 1,000, how about that, 10 times more uh, assurances that they do not get everything they want because if they got everything they want, things perhaps would be different, um, maybe not completely, uh, because I, I, I'm, I am in your camp that they wanted Russ, um, but I don't think that every you, – you, you're making it out to seem like LeBron is the person that is the end-all, be-all, and that's not the case here. That is right. By the way, you're exactly right. I, I am making it out to be that way because that's the way I see it. Yeah, and I'm telling you that that is, that is not. And it's not like it's done that way by design because having a seat at the table and having input is not – they don't want the final say because they don't want him and his his team. They don't want that kind of scrutiny because they're the ones in 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 the thick of it. You see what I'm saying? Like I'll give you an example. You know, I covered Pat Riley for many years, obviously, and he, the one thing he will tell you the biggest diff the biggest issue he had when he became president and head you know he's head coach obviously with the Heat and was also the president, the biggest issue was detaching himself, for better or worse, from, you know, his biases on players because of a personal relationship. And that ha having removed himself from the coaching position made it a lot easier to make smarter business decisions, which is why those – LeBron and his team don't want that kind – they don't want the ultimate say. They just want a seat at the table. Yeah, they want And that's credit. a nuanced thing, I understand, but what I'm telling you is, yes, he has a very powerful voice in the room and his team has a very powerful voice in the room, but at the end of the day, you know, the the people that run the organization are Jeannie Buss, she has the final say. Okay. Well, it's like hey, or Rob Palinka or uh, Kurt and Linda Rambis, those people have the final say. All right. I I want the credit when we win. I don't want to be blamed when we lose. And that's just the way I'm seeing it. And I'm not here to put it all on LeBron. It's just that that particular soundbite where I took the video of the video and then I put the headphones to the phone, there's a lot of complicated technology going on right there, George Sedano. Yes. A lot, okay? Um, that was the soundbite that really stood out to me last night after the game, which is why I tweeted LeBron and pleaded with him to please make sure he makes an appearance at the postgame press conference for gems like that. Okay. Well, we blew through the break. Boss Amanda, who just had a meeting with us, said all these nice things about us, is probably cursing your name right now. Why my uh, name? And, cur and my name. Well, Put some respect on my name. No, definitely not. not no? respect. No. 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 You took a video of a video! And I use headphones for a phone. <sighs> we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Sedano Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. It is a Lakers ticket Thursday. 
So in celebration of Lakers Ticket Thursday, we're giving you away or giving away, pardon me, two tickets to see the Lakers versus the Blazers on Wednesday, February 2nd, because obviously they're on the Grammy road trip, even though it's not. The Grammys here in L.A., because as Laura told you and what you need to know the other day, the Grammys are going to be in Vegas, but it's still the Grammy part of the schedule. That's all right. <laughs> Can't flip the schedule. So make sure you're listening to the show closely, because around 545, we'll ask you a trivia question related to today's show. So you got to listen to the whole show, basically. And the first person to answer correctly will win two tickets to Lakers Blazers on Wednesday, February 2nd. So listen for your chance to win on Lakers ticket Thursday. Um, so I found this story the other day that kind of piqued my interest. Are you a chicken finger person? I like chicken fingers. I like chicken fingers a lot. Do you like chicken fingers more than chicken nuggets? Yes, I definitely do not do nuggets and it's not like i'm anti-nugget i'm just more pro finger than nugget. wait what okay. did you I, I don't do nuggets really yeah because there's like a difference i think between <laughs> like like when i think nuggets i think a couple of things chicken mcnuggets okay right i think like chicken dinosaurs any parents out there will know yeah. george you ever do chicken dinosaur thingies yeah we used to we don't do them anymore mateo doesn't care for them but Ari used to yeah. like them yes but a longer chicken finger, for some yeah. reason, the longer finger versus the shorter nugget, Yeah, I'm pro-finger. I'm borderline anti-nugget. Can you understand okay. that, Linz? Yeah. What about popcorn chicken, then? Because that's a even little, smaller than little, a chicken nugget. Yeah, no, no. I'm out on that, too. Okay. How about you? Okay. Uh, I, I uh, you know, I'm okay with a good nugget. Like, I'm good. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, occasionally, when the kids, uh, you know, we don't do fast food a ton, uh, but when the kids, uh, you know, I'm in the car and I'm like, hey, guys, you want to stop by McDonald's? Yeah, all right, let's do it. I will grab a little six-piece. I was at Chick-fil-A not that long ago, and I wanted an eight-piece grilled chicken nuggets. Yeah. Okay, I thought that would be a nice little snack, right? Sounds right. good? Yeah. yeah. When I went through the drive-thru, they actually gave me the fried chicken nuggets which are kind of like those little popcorn chicken balls you're talking about you know yes and i was in a drive-thru so i had to make a decision on the spot do i park my car walk in vetch that they gave me the wrong thing or do i eat the better of the two even though i wanted the healthier of the two so take a guess george sedano you ate what do you suppose i did you ate the fried ones of course i ate the fried ones. i would have eaten the fried ones i mean the, the, those are those are bomb. Even though I'm yeah. not a nugget guy, I'm more of yeah. a finger tender guy. Yeah, those those things at, at Chick Fil A, they're bomb. So, it, Business Insider, um, they had their reporter. Uh, her name is Erin McDowell. Um, order chicken tenders from five fast food chains, um, and she ranked them from best to worst. Okay. Um, and so she went to Popeyes. Mm -hmm. She went to KFC. Mm -hmm. She went to Whataburger. Okay. And she went to, I want to say, Louisiana. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Right. That was How about the Raisin Cane's? Raisin Cane's is the fifth one. Yes. Okay. There you go. So she ranked Raisin Cane's the best. Now, this makes sense only because every time I drive by a Raisin Cane's, and there's one near my house in Torrance, there is a line that goes so, it's like, it, it's, it's even longer than an In-N-Out line. Like, and it's like, bro. I can't sit in line that long for chicken fingers. It's why, honestly, as much as I love In-N-Out, like, there are times I'm like, nah, if there's more than, like, 15 cars, like, I'm not doing it. Like, that's just... 15's a I'm, lot. Yeah, 10 or 15 is too many for me. 
Like, I, I would say anything double digits is too much. And that's generally the case at any In-N-Out because they're delicious, right? Um, so I've never even tried Raising Cane's because of it. But she had Raising Cane's number one. She felt Popeye's was number two. Mm-hmm. She thought Chick-fil-A was number three. Um, and then she thought Whataburger was number four. They don't have Whataburger here anyway. And then KFC was the worst because she said it was too small. Like the, the finger was too small, too thin of a finger. <laughs> it was like a skinny fingers. finger. Like yeah. a skinny finger, yeah. <laughs> little, um, little tiny fingers. You like yeah. the big old sausage fingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a little skinny finger. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to try some Raising Cane's, but it's just like it's too damn long. The line's too damn long. The rent is too damn high. Remember that guy from many years ago? It's not worth it. Yeah. Oh, Lord, it's not worth it. No, they're not worth it at all. I've done it. I've had Raisin Cane's once and I was like, I waited in line for this. I was oh, going to wow. say you could always order it to get delivered. So that way you don't have to deal with that. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm ne- I don't like to order DoorDash or Grubhub for fast, fast food. food. I know that's Ooh, ridiculous. You can pay someone. What was it, Lindsay? Thirty dollars to be in line for you. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. You could pay right. one of those line waiters. <laughs> the story you told us the other day about the guy who waits in line for people and gets thirty bucks—that guy should go to In-N-Out Burgers or he should go to Raising Cane's. And when you drive up, George, and he goes, "See this guy right here? He don't wait in line. I'll wait in line for you." That's what you should do: pay somebody to wait in line at Raising Cane's. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it eventually. I'll just I'll I, I drive down Hawthorne where it is all the time. Like, you know, so it's like I'll just spot it when there's nobody there. Maybe I got to go like off hours. Like I'm always driving by there around like lunchtime or dinner time or whatever. I got to go like off hours, you know, and see what's going on. Maybe like I, at I, three. I got to tell you, though. So I, I have not had the chicken fingers from Popeye's. I've had the chicken sandwich because, you know, the whole world raved about the chicken sandwich. For me, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is aight. Okay, it's, it's, it's aight. It's good, but it ain't great, in my opinion. There's like an aftertaste to it. KFC, I haven't been to a KFC in probably 30 years. Whataburger, when I go, if I happen to be in the state of Texas or if I'm in Arizona or wherever they've got one, the burgers are what I get at a Whataburger. Right, not a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I don't get any or chicken. Or chicken, yet. anything, yeah. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say. That, I mean, I uh, want to try Raising Cane's. Like, I do. I want to give it a shot. Can we get Raising Cane's delivered? One day. Maybe not. You know, I'll go into the studio and just run in and out and get it during Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I won't stay to do my show, but I'm getting the canes. Okay, thank you yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah, I'll just get the canes and then I'll leave. Right. I don't know why it is, though, but it is true. Tell me if everybody feels the same way. There's something that makes me feel guilty if I were to, because I have not and will not, order fast food with a delivery service. No, I'm with you. I think it's silly. No, I've done it. No shame. I've done it before. Yeah, I think it's silly. You're paying way more money for fast food. Like, that's silly. Well, I did it. I actually actually don't even love using the delivery services anymore. I actually like what Domino's is doing. I don't know if you've seen their commercial. Where they're buying a bunch of, like... um, yeah, the you small know, like, business instance. Yeah, small business like gift, gift cards yep. and giving them out while they're delivering their pizza. Yep. And that's actually awesome. And they tell you, don't order straight from the restaurant. Don't use the delivery services. Because it's true, they they, they screw the, the restaurant over, a lot of these companies, mm-hmm. by the way they charge them. And they ups- and then they upsell themselves too. They upsell their menu. They charge them a fee, the restaurant. They upsell you and there, there's the delivery fees. That's even before you tip the, the poor driver uh, who's probably not making a lot of money. And of course you tip them because you feel bad so yeah i just feel like that thing is a is a racket man all of that postmates grubhub i mean listen if you do it i i when i do order it the one thing i always do is i tip really big 
because those people that that are delivering your food deserve that. Uh, I'm a big believer in you tip you tip those people. You tip people in general. Um, but I I mean I get it, man. Like the restaurants, it, nobody wins. Like you know it, somebody's always losing in these situations. Well, all I want to say is is that um, I've not had any of these chicken fingers other than than Chick Fil A. So for me right now, George, Chick Fil A is in the lead. Okay. I haven't had Kentucky Fried. I haven't mm. had the Raisin Canes. I'm not getting the Popeyes because I had their chicken sandwich. So I good. I, you like it, Laura? Yeah, Popeyes is the best one out of all of them. I don't know. I don't think so. Unless I you're doing like mom and pop shops, then yeah. But yeah, out I was of the chains. Say, I tried Raisin Canes. I thought it was delicious. They also have really good popcorn shrimp. Okay, oh, really? well, there you go. All mm-hmm. right. Well, listen, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll lo- Maybe we'll open up to the audience at 877-710-ESPN. All right, coming up next. <sighs> Uh-oh. Frank Vogel made a bold move. Yes, he did. Did it save his job, and did it shift the focus now? We'll get to that in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I love a little uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like, that's just great mindless television when you're bored. And just, like, want to do things. Put it on the background. It's great. I like that. But how about Paul Stanley? Paul Stanley's 70 years old. Do you like Kiss? Yeah, it's all right. Not my thing. I know, but when I was a little kid, man, and this is in the late 70s, and you bought albums at department stores. My first album, Kiss, Love Gun. I just watched a whole documentary on the history of Kiss. On I think it was on PBS, I think. Anyway, it was really great. Really great. It is really great. Um, you know what was really great? I like that Frank Vogel made a bold move, even though um, it didn't pay off for the Lakers. If you recall... Earlier in the was it earlier this week or was it last week where I said if I were Frank Vogel I would bench Russ and tell him he has to come off the bench. Now I think that may still come to be frank with you, like uh, no pun intended. Um, I, I still think that's possible, <laughs> um, but we saw it already yesterday, right, where he made the comment about I tried, you know, he benched him, Russ, that is, and then of course he said, you know, I tried to play the guys that I thought could win the game, and you know, so now the question is. Yeah, are we on Vogel watch? I don't know, because Dave McMiniman posted a story last night at like 1.30 in the morning that, you know, management told Frank, hey, do what you got to do with Russ. Right, right. You know, like that to me was like, oh, maybe they, you know, they want to support Frank. They want to give him any chance to re- regain their winning ways. Like, I, I felt that part was fascinating, right? Like, Something like that endorsed by management 
hits differently, Kaplan, because I think, if anything, it sends a message to Russ, obviously, but it also sends a message to everyone else on that roster. Well, I mean, it also empowers the coach. You know, this is what I was saying to you earlier in the week. You know, when people want to blame Frank Vogel, ask yourself this question. Does he have what I'll call just the internal clout to coach the team? And when I say internal, I'm not talking front office. I'm talking locker room. Do the guys pay attention? Do they listen? Do they care? Do they believe? Do they respect what is coming from this coach? And I I do think that it is really hard to coach players today who make so much money and have so much history and I think Russell Westbrook is a very tough player to coach. So I wonder if when Kurt Rambis comes down to see Frank Vogel and he's making his suggestions in lineups, I wonder if Frank hits him back and goes, hey, look, go send the message upstairs. Russ ain't getting it done. I'm going to bench him. And then gets the message of do what you got to do. Well, that to me makes it, it makes him more of a powerful coach. Oh, I don't think there's any question that absolutely makes emboldens him, right? And it just it it shows the roster that hey, we're still in charge here. And and so to your notion earlier that LeBron is in charge, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's the case. It, because if LeBron's in charge, is are they gonna is he gonna bench the guy that he wanted on this team? Is LeBron going to bench Russ? Yeah, or. Is LeBron going to tell Frank, you have my blessing to bench Russ so that, again, because I'm not in that business, he's in that business. He's coaching the team. I'm not coaching the team. He is. So behind the scenes, hey, Frank, bench Russ. LeBron, I got your blessing on this? Yeah. You got my back? Yeah. Okay. Russ, sit. Yeah, I think that you're... I, I, honestly, like, I think that you're you're looking way too into this. Like, I don't think LeBron is – I'm telling you, man, I have covered this man for a long time. He's not that deep in the weeds, bro. Like, I'm telling you, that's not the case. Like, big decisions, like, in the offseason, sure. Monster crazy things that could happen. Like, I don't know if this – I don't know if, like, Russ being benched with 352 to go is something that – that they run by him, to be honest with you. <laughs> you, know, you don't think anybody asks him, you know, like at a break? They're like, hey, LeBron, yeah, can you step I, over I here for a Yeah, I don't think that it's that far into the weeds. That What I'm saying is I think management, including the coaching staff, that's their way of taking control of the roster again. You know, if there's any, if there's any people like you out there that feel that they're not in control, that's their message. We well, are good. in control. Good. They should be in control. They should. Okay. Uh, and, and now, so, go so ahead. Let me ask you this. I have yes. a question for you. Did, you. did you think it was the right move? Yes. Okay, so did I. Did you he was think playing it was just, poorly. Right, but it wasn't to me it wasn't just a basketball move. It is what we're talking about. It is letting everybody know, "Hey, I'm the coach. I got a ring. I led us to that ring or at least was coaching the team that led us to that ring." You know what? Um we're going to make decisions and we're not going to worry about people's egos right now. We're trying to win games. Correct. Now, Brian went now the backlash and the fallout of that is what's going to happen now, right? Russ, you know, is is obviously flying to Orlando with Frank Vogel and the team <laughs> um, as we speak. That's a long flight from L.A. to Orlando. It's like five hours, you know, four or five hours. Um, Rob Palenka is on that flight, by the way, uh, which is, you know, he doesn't go on every trip, you know. So is he planning on going to Disney World while he's there? Is he going I to don't Epcot know, Kaplan. Is that why he's I, there? I, I, I don't believe that's oh, why he's okay. there. Okay, I just didn't know. I, I mean, to. why yes. is he going to Orlando? Yeah, no, because there's a game there. 
you know, tomorrow. We won't be on the air because there's a game there. Like, if there's any reason to tune into a Lakers-Orlando Magic game, it's because we don't know what kind of fireworks are going to happen. So if you're in your car tomorrow, you should absolutely be listening because who knows what the hell is going to happen next. Right, and if you did what I did yesterday, which was make an assumption that Indiana is terrible and that the Lakers will win and that there should be no excuses why they wouldn't, um, and then all of a sudden it turns into that disaster last night, especially late in the game. Oh, Correct. my God, what a mess. So let me get to what I mentioned earlier, which is where is the focus now? How do they manage this situation? Brian Windhorst, who has covered LeBron way longer than any of us, okay? Le- Brian Windhorst's mom was LeBron's, like, teacher in high school, okay? That Brian Windhorst has been covering LeBron since he was at St. Vincent St. Mary as a high school player, okay? His first job at the Akron Beacon Journal was covering high school, and LeBron James was the best high school player in the state of Ohio, okay? Like, that's how far back uh, Brian Windhorst goes back covering LeBron James. So there is not a person in American media that knows the inner workings of how this could go than Brian Windhorst. Here's what Brian said today on NBA Today about how LeBron Kaplan, to your point, needs to manage this. This is an incredibly volatile situation because they crossed a Rubicon last night by benching Westbrook in this game. LeBron James speaks not only for the organization, but obviously speaks for the way the team is going to operate and handling Westbrook and how he's going to manage this because this was not a one-game move. This is going to be something that is going to continue going forward. And whether Westbrook wants to stay in the fold, whether Westbrook wants to push his teammates away, is going to define this road trip and maybe the rest of this Lakers season. Beautifully said. Didn't you and I have this conversation just the other day where I played Frank Vogel and you played LeBron James? Right. Do you remember that? Right. And, and as Frank Vogel, but I that said was to pre, you, and I said, "Not my problem, bro. You do what you do, right. and then you do what you got to do." And then he did it. Right. So he, I, I told you, Frank. I told, hey man, you're the coach. You do what you want to do. Right. But and then you were, you were LeBron, and I was Frank. And what I was saying as Frank to you, LeBron, was, hey, go LeBron, talk to Russ. Please go manage the situation for and, us. And and then I said, no, bro, you do you. You're the you're the coach. And then you made the move. You I benched not you. him. Right. You benched him. Yes. Me. You benched him. And now the situation is different because now you made the power move. So now it involves everybody. So now it's different. Now it's the organization. Now it's Frank. It's the entire coaching staff. It's, you know, the power structure there all saying we got to manage this together, right? Even Carmelo last night saying we got to help. You know, this isn't on Frank. Frank doesn't play. We got to help Russ. You know, I understand what this is like, which is a conversation you and I have had about, about Carmelo, that if there's anyone that understands it, it's him. Dwight is another person that understands this. And he's like, we got to help manage this. So now it is part of – now it's different because the thing the, – the fireworks have gone off and now it's time to make sure that this show continues. Yeah, while, uh, while Carmelo is busy talking to Russ – Somebody should also go over to Carmelo and go, hey, my man, um, how about picking it up the hustle here a little bit, if you don't mind? You know the play last night where Austin Reeves throws the ball back to Carmelo? He misses it, but he doesn't really hustle after it. And by not just like that tenth of a second where he delayed, the ball was then picked up by Indiana, taken to the other way, and, and put down, and Carmelo was too late, and he made a foul. I mean, that was a really critical moment in the game. You know, this gets back to what everybody said at the beginning of the year. These guys are old. LeBron said, oh, yeah, we're not old. We're going to show you guys. You guys look old. 
You guys look like there's not a lot of hustle or there's just not a lot of speed. That was a terrible play last night. Come on, Carmelo. Are you done? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to get that off my chest. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God. Pick it up, man. Hustle. I mean, listen, I I don't think Carmelo Anthony is your biggest problem, is He's what not. I would say. He's yeah. just one moment in the game. Yeah, that's, that's stuck in your craw. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Brian Winhorst said way more um, about how the focus has now potentially shifted and that Frank Vogel has played his card. And not only did he play his card, he played the right card because management backed him. So what does that mean next for the dynamics of this roster? We'll get to that in just a second. You do seem like a granola guy. Well, Chris mentioned that very specific granola bar that he's right. It comes in that green foily thing. And um, it's like the most popular granola bar. And what happens is, is once you like take a bite out of it or you pull a piece of it off, the whole thing crumbles into five billion pieces. And if you're sitting in somebody's passenger seat in their car, um, be ready. I mean, you need to stop at a car wash and vacuum the car out. And they're good bars. Those are good granola bars. They're just a messy granola bar because they're hard like rocks. Do you know the granola bar he's talking about? Um, no, I don't. I'm not a big Nature's granola Valley. Bar. It's like the ones in the green so pack. Oh, in the, the green pack. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, not a granola person, but I do know that one. Yes. Why didn't you just say Nature's Valley? Because I couldn't remember the name of the brand, but I did know the green wrapper. Oh. I wouldn't yeah. have known the name of the brand. He mentioned it. No, I know, but oh. I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You forgot it that quickly. No, it's not that I forgot it. It's just that I wasn't even sure. But but I'm the one who also said it was in the green foil. And then Sedano was like, what are you talking about? The, oh, the oh right, right, the green one, right. Yeah. Well, but she said Nature's Valley. Oh. And when she said Nature's Valley, then I remembered the green one. But I'm like, the green one? There could be a million green ones. No, there's only one green one, George. Nature's Valley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great commercial path. <laughs> there's only, only one, one green, green one. one there you go that's it that's their new slogan there's only one green one nature's valley <sighs> anyhow um that phil collins song by the way doesn't feel it feels like it's something from another time yeah it doesn't even feel poppy. like it was the 80s but it yeah. was you know it was funny chris was saying that he had that cool little like curly cue thing going back then for anybody yeah. that can remember the video yeah. Just on a side note and on a very personal note here, I've just realized how disgustingly gray my hair is. Like, I honestly, I got to go get my hair colored. Seriously. Uh, I can't be walking around like this because it's not, when your hair turns gray, anybody else dealing with this right now? No, I don't have gray hair. If, if it's not consistent, like it's, it's five over here and 12 over here and a patch over here. It is horrible, and I will tell everybody. But why would you want, like, why do you want to color your hair, though? I feel like men can go with the salt and pepper, and it's very, like, distinguished, and, like, you know, like, I, I mean, men get away with stuff like that that, you know, that the ladies feel like they can't for whatever You're right. reason. Men can. I can't. If I may suggest, though, instead of just, like, fully dyeing it and yeah. trying to fool people and then... Yeah, don't do, like, what my guy Colin Cowherd did when he first came to, like, Fox Sports and went, like, brown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or, like, like what Mason used to do. What the hell, Cowherd? Yeah, then, then you got to deal with the roots and stuff. You got to use that, the Just for Men stuff, where you brush it in Love so you, Colin. it's subtle. It's yeah. subtle, you know? You mix it yeah. in. With, so you leave a little bit of gray, but just a tiny bit, you know? Mix yeah, it but in. Remember that guy? Um, he, he actually hosted the show um, with John Anderson. What's the name of that show? Like Not Whiplash, something Splash. Uh, it's on ABC. It's like they jump over big red balls. What's the name of that show? Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
No? I, I do. It's yeah, like no, I know the show. That wipe out. Wipe out. Wipe out. Wipe out. Yeah, why did you, go, you called it Whiplash? Yeah. <laughs> like Whiplash. What, what's the guy's name, the other guy on Wipeout? It wasn't John Anderson, the ESPN Sports Center guy. It was the guy who used to be on E's Talk Soup. And he's oh, got, yeah. Oh, God. And he's name. got this one like John spot. Henson. John yeah, Henson, yeah. yes. And he doesn't yeah. he have like one spot on his hair. So like his, all his hair is brown. He's got this one spot. No, he's got like, like the side gray. But that was know. like a thing. That was like his like kind of like a trademark type of thing, you know? Well, yeah. if it is, it's I'm I'm not doing it intentionally and it's becoming my trademark thing and I don't like it. I'm getting my hair colored and I'll tell the whole world I don't care. Okay. I mean, do you, bro? Thank you. Or as Laura would say, do you, boo? Then That's you know true. what I'm going to do? I'm going to take some selfies. I'm going to be like, "What's up, yo? Your girl just washed her hair." That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Hey, this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Ay, Dios mío. You should do that. Please do that. I would love for you to do that. Well, I'm trying to uh, get an appointment with my uh, hairdresser. Oh, so you get it like professionally done? Oh, I'm doing it with a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you normally do it that way? Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah, I used to have my. my What does that run you? It's not very expensive. I don't remember exactly what it cost, but my, my 15-year-old daughter used to do Just for Men, and yeah. my hair would come out like burnt orange. Nah, you know? bruh. Mm. What do you suggest, Laura? Do it yourself. Go to a, like a Walmart, Target, whatever, or like a salon of Sally's, and they I mean, will they help make, you get yeah. what you need. They make, mm. you, they make that stuff pretty easy nowadays. Especially for a guy. Yeah. You know but what it's hard to cover gray. It's hard to cover gray. I would suggest because when my mom, she had the same thing where she didn't want to fully cover it and dye it, but she wanted to blend it in. So she blend started it. going to someone and she, she did a good mix of like highlights and lowlights. So that way when it grows out, you don't have to go to the salon every couple of weeks. You can let it go for like, you know, maybe two months before you need to go back because it's not yeah. as obvious. Now, the, problem is, the problem is, is I haven't had my hair cut in so long. So I got the monster poof, you know, like the fro is just poof. And then it just, once it gets to that point, now you see all the gray. I need to go short. I need to go high and tight. I need to have my hair dyed dark black. I need to lose like 10 years off this hairdo. Ay, Dios mío. Um, I feel like Frank Vogel. Um, should get his hair dyed? I don't know what he should do. Um, but he, <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. You may, you, you, you're going to try to dye your hair, which is a bold move. Thank okay. Uh, I think he made a bold move yesterday. And I think that I'm going to agree with my man Brian Windhorse here, who we just played in the last segment, uh, about how now he has changed the conversation, right? The conversation was about, oh, Frank Vogel, dead man walking, right? Now the, the conversation is about, ooh, Russell Westbrook got benched, bro. Like, what's going to happen now with him? Like, how's he going to deal with this? What's he going to say when he talks to the me? So here's what Brian said today. When I talk to people across the league today, everybody wants to know what is Russell Westbrook going to say when he speaks to the media for the next time, whether that's tomorrow morning, whether that's tomorrow after the game against Orlando, because it's nobody knows. You know, this could go this could go south very, very quickly. People are watching this because if you lose Westbrook, this is a situation he's never been in before. This is something that could define where the Lakers go. They're, the focus is no longer on Frank Vogel. Vogel has made his move. His move is he's going to go down. If he's going to go down, he's going to go down not playing Russell Westbrook at the end of these games. And so now the focus is on Westbrook, not so much on Vogel. It's a, it was a ballsy move, but I think it worked. I mean, especially now that we found out after the fact that it was – uh, you know, rubber stamped by management. Like, I, I think what Vogel did was smart because now it puts Westbrook in a pickle. 
it, it basically says, hey, Russ, are you about winning or are you about Russ? Right? Like, that's in essence the, the corner that Russ has been painted in. Yeah, and I do think that Frank, whether it was conscious or not, he did move all the attention, that spotlight that was on him, like when's he getting fired? It wasn't if, it was when. To now, he has moved the spotlight, everybody's focused on Russ. And everybody was focused on Russ, but then again, like the spotlight went to Frank, and he's going to get fired, when? But he just moved it. He just completely put, the whole world now is looking at Russell Westbrook. And most people, just by the way, to Brian Windhorst's point, the media now, they're smelling blood in the water. Who can get him to say something? Who's going to get the sound bite? What's going to go viral? Everybody wants to know, is Russ going to keep his cool and finally get the message, be a team guy? Or is Russ just purely incapable of doing that? Yeah, no, I mean, this is a, this is a, Honestly, it's, again, a bold-ass move by Vogel and the team. But honestly, I think it's the smart move. And I'm not saying that just because I literally was talking about making a bold move and bringing, putting him, bringing him off the bench, which, by the way, I think is still possible. Um, but that's another swipe to the ego. But I guess at this point, if you might as well rip off the Band-Aid and just create a new role, is what I would say. No? Isn't that fair? I mean, at this point... Well, I, I would say that the most important thing right now is, and again, this gets back to what Windhorse said about LeBron, is how is this all going to get managed? But, but George, isn't it interesting? This is, the per, this is the exact conversation we were having when the Lakers first got Russell Westbrook. How are they going to manage this personality? Oh, it, it doesn't work with him and LeBron on the floor together. I mean, I think I've, I've kind of stated that case already, and I feel like I've, I, I've only been proven right more and more as time has gone by. Like, I, I was all in on it at the beginning. And remember, eight games into the season, people called me an alarmist. I'm crazy. I'm losing my mind. You got to give it more time. And then remember, we did the time thing. 20 games. We're well past 20 games. We're twice as past, uh, twice uh, past 20 games. And this thing, and this is where we're at. This is like DEFCON 1 right now, basically, with this situation. Let me go to Joseph in Upland, who wants to talk about the chicken finger conversation we were having. Go ahead, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Hey, definitely yo. the best chicken is a uh, crispy, crunchy chicken. They have it at gas stations. Wait, what? Yeah, it sounds weird. My tax guy told me about it about two years ago. Apparently, they inject the chicken with Cajun sauce. So when you bite into the chicken tenders, what? you're getting a little uh, Cajun taste. Wait, Amazing. Who told it's you? Terrible. Who, who turned you on to this? My tax guy. Your tax guy? Yeah, the guy who does his taxes. Yeah. Okay, no, I just want to make sure it was clear. And then you like say. Like an accountant. Crispy Crunchy Chicken, is that a brand, or is that like you're saying any gas station does No, it's a brand so, called Crispy Crunchy brand. Chicken. Mm -hmm. It's crispy They're with a K. Yellow, they have a little sun. Yeah, crispy with a K, uh, crunchy with a K, and then chicken with a C. Yeah, and I see it. Yeah, I just looked yeah. it up. There's a couple not too far. I mean, there's. Uh, I only see a couple like here. I see one in on Hawthorne and Torrance. I see one here at the Slauson Honey Super... Honey are to die for when they're fresh out of the oven. Yeah. I see one at Slauson, uh, the Slauson Mall. I see one at Marina Del Rey. What are um, to die for? The what? <laughs> yeah. The Honey Biscuits. The Honey Biscuits are to die for when you get them at a gas station. All right. Well, look, I'll fresh check out it out, bro. It sounds Listen, funny. Joseph, right. I, I'm going to check it out, all right? There's one in Hawthorne in the South Bay. I'm going to drive up there. This weekend and check it out. Thank you, Joseph in Upland. Appreciate it. Keep it coming. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. All right, coming up next. If you think what we are talking about is nuts about Russell Westbrook, well, 
What do you think one of his former teammates would say? We'll tell you coming up next. We're back in three minutes.